I have lots of great ideas, tips, advice. I've got great tools you can use to create more happiness and joy. But I know that if you are in the middle of the shitter, none of that feels really helpful. And you're like, Loretta, I do not have the brain space, capacity, energy to do any of that shit you're talking about. I am just surviving. So if that's you, then I'm going to talk to you about what we do when we're really in the shit and we're just keeping our head above water. Welcome to the Happy Chicks podcast, a happiness gem. This is a short and sweet episode to reveal a nugget of wisdom, aka a happiness gem. I'm Loretta Hart, your host. I'm a happiness strategist. I love helping people find their happy. Happy Chicks podcast, happiness chat without the fluff and bullshit. Left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. This is the answer from one of my girlfriends when I ask her, how's things? And basically what she's telling me is I am just putting one foot in front of the other just to get through to the end of the day so I can get up again and do it all again. I am just keeping my shit together. I get it. This is this moment where we find ourselves and we're only just coping. We're keeping everything just at bay, but we don't know what is actually going to break that camel's back. We're not quite sure what that next thing's going to be. It's when we're living in this stressed and overwhelmed state. Just a little word on stress. Stress actually isn't the enemy here. And you're like, really? Because I think it might be. But no, it's, it's actually not. Stress is a natural part of life. And we actually, stress is good sort of for us. You know, if we want to build muscles, um, then we have to put our muscles in our body under stress to actually, you know, build and, and grow. And stress is actually not a bad thing. It's just that we are in it for long, long periods of time. That's the issue. And stress just seems to pile on top of one another. So we're in something for a longer period of time than potentially our bodies were ever designed to be in. And then the next layer comes and the next layer comes and the next layer comes. It's like having too many you know, blankets on the bed. One blanket is fine. Six, we're overheating. So we feel like we're in overwhelm or, in, or we're under stress, too much stress because of the length of time that we're sitting in it. So let's have a chat about what we can do when we find ourselves, I just call it in the shitter, like at the bottom of the pit. Let's have a chat about what we can do about that. If you are sitting there right now thinking, I haven't got time to listen to this, but I'm really glad that you are. I'm going to keep it short on purpose. There are four things that I always start with when I'm working with clients to make sure that we have our foundations in place. And I would guess that one of these four or all of these four could be helpful for you right now. These are movement, food, sleep, and stillness. I just want you to assess just for one minute where you are with each of these. Are you moving your body, even if it's just around the block? Are you eating something that is actually giving you some nutrition? How's your sleep? And are you finding moments 
of stillness in your day. Okay, let's break these down. Are you moving? I don't need you to be running a marathon, but you do get to actually move your body. And I know that like sometimes in our stress states, we sort of get into these patterns, these habits, these movement patterns. Maybe we're in the car a lot. Maybe we're working behind our desk a lot. We become sort of quite stationary within them and our movement falls away. Even our incidental movement of, you know, uh, walking around the supermarket, pushing the shopping trolley or carrying the shopping bags, because we, we outsource that to, um, you know, the online shopping, which is great. I get that. But we tend to find ourselves not moving like we used to or moving in a way that actually really helps us. Movement is amazing for our mental load. It's amazing to get us out into nature. It actually is a great hormone inducer, like all the good hormones that we want and a stress reliever. So if if there's anything that you can do, if it actually involves putting your shoes on and having a walk around the block, then please do that. Please find 10 minutes, 15 minutes, a couple of times a week where you can just go and stretch your legs. Nutrition. Now, I know that when I get stressed, this is the thing that pretty much goes out the window pretty quickly and I start to live on uh, peanut butter and toast. I don't know if this is for you as well. But just be aware of what you've got close at hand and its nutritional level for you. My sister-in-law used to say, is it Carol calorie worthy is it calorie worthy but like really is it actually giving you anything i don't need you to stop having your peanut butter on toast you don't have to start to deprive yourself especially when we're feeling like we're in the shitter just have one thing that's going to be supportive for your body okay just add something it might be water it might be just a few more veg green veg you know in a meal Just consider what is the nutritional value of what you're getting at the moment. Okay, sleep. How are you going falling off to sleep? How are you going staying asleep? Is sleep an issue for you right now? So sleep and stillness, they're quite linked. So I'm going to sort of talk about them together. If you are sleeping really well, happy days. That's really great. But stress is a bastard at interrupting our sleep patterns. So have a think about what your sleep routine looks like, about how you wind down, really if, if where your technology is located in your house. One thing you might want to think about is not having your phone in your bedroom. Just don't have it in there. You can't hear it buzz. You can't hear the pings. You can't hear the emails come in. It's not there to pick up at 3 a.m., you know, when you come into that light stage of sleep, you go, oh, I'll just check what's happening on, you know, whatever. That sleep hygiene that people talk about is really important. So keeping our technology out of our rooms as most as, as best we can. Um, going to sleep in a dark room, not being too hot, and using some supports that are that you know work for you. For me, it's essential oils. We can be diffusing some vetiver, some lavender, some lavender piece in the diffuser, and it actually makes a massive, massive difference for us. Your sleep, as I said, is linked into stillness. 
So it's funny, isn't it? We can go, 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 go all day, like, you know, like a bat out of hell. And then at an appointed hour, we decide we're going to lay horizontal and close our eyes. And then our brain is going to switch off and go to sleep. But that poor brain has just been going hell for leather all day. And all of a sudden it's like, now we command our brains to stop. It's like, I don't know how to do that anymore. So being able to give our brains moments of stillness through the day helps with us being able to rest it at night. I always go back to that saying that maternal and child health nurses used to talk about with babies and sleep. And they would say, rest, sleep promotes sleep. Like if your baby sleeps during the day, it's going to sleep at night. I remember I used to have some friends, they'd wake their babies up during the day so that they would be tired at night and they wouldn't sleep at night either and they couldn't work it out. It's because rest promotes rest, sleep promotes sleep. So moments of stillness during your day is going to help at the other end of the day when it comes to lying down, lying horizontal, closing your eyes and getting that brain to switch off. It's almost like you've practiced it during the day. The brain goes, oh yeah, I know what I do here. I just chill out and relax. So stillness through the day. Are you finding any moments? And you're like, ah, hell no. I get it. So sometimes we actually need to create the space. And when I say create the space, like I'm, I'm talking like two minutes, three minutes in your, in your day, if you can find that, just to be still. And what it does, it just brings us back into the moment. Because when we're full of anxiety and worry, that's all future-based stuff. And it pulls us into the future where actually we can't actually do anything about any of that yet because it hasn't happened yet. So we're burning up all this energy being pulled into the future. So what we're just doing is giving ourselves a little break by having some stillness so that we can just come back to the present. I like to do it with a cup of tea. I like to just get a cup of tea uh, in a nice ceramic mug and hold that mug in my hands and feel the warmth and notice the steam and feel the ceramic on my lip and notice the temperature of the tea as I drink it just for, you know, two, three minutes. And if the mind starts to go off to, oh, yeah, there's that thing, there's that thing, just bring it back to the mug and the tea. Yeah, it's, it's mindfulness. It's not new. But this is a moment of stillness that you can create. Uh, I used to, back in the day, try and meditate. And I used to find that to fall asleep. I don't know about you. I used to fall asleep during the during meditation. I must have been just so exhausted that the moment I would actually start to slow down, I would just actually fall asleep. I actually thought that at one stage that that was the point of meditation was to actually go to sleep, but it's not. It's actually to just be able to be really with yourself and be really present. So maybe um, some meditation may work for you, some guided meditation. Just, you know, short three-minute pieces. Breathing techniques are also good just to be able to bring yourself back to a bit of stillness. It takes you out of that fight-flight state, just calms you down. I have a client and we're working with her around, you know, being overwhelmed and in this constant state of stress, and we checked through the boxes on movement, nutrition, sleep, and she was like, yep, tip, tick, tick, 
she had those down pat, which is really great. And we got to still, and she's like, I don't do still. I just, I'm, I'm on the go all the time. That's how I like to be. So what we did as a stillness practice for her was we used journaling, you know, a book and a pen, a book and a pencil, and just got her just to write down what was sort of cluttering her head at that time. And it has been amazing. It's still stillness. It's still connecting yourself back to yourself. It's still being really present. And it's giving her just that avenue out of that busy brain cycle. Lastly, if you're in the shitter and we've ticked the movement, the nutrition, the sleep and the stillness, or you can't even do any of that, reach out to somebody. Your support network. Reach out and have a conversation with a trusted person. And I know that this can be the hardest part. Actually admitting to someone else that you're not coping like you think that you should be able to or that things aren't as they appear because you've got everything up the top looking really great but the legs down below are going like crazy. But reach out. Have a conversation. And it might be that you actually meet up with a friend and go for a walk. Or if you don't live near your friend, you can't go for a walk in the morning together, but you could you could have a telephone conversation. Put your earbuds in and take your friend for a walk in your ears. Connect with the people that love you and that want to support you. Even talking it through for 10 minutes on the phone on the way home from work, connecting with someone who gets it makes a massive difference to the mental load. Okay, I'm going to leave it there. So talk to people who love you. Move, eat, sleep, and find some still. That's the way out of the shitter. I'll talk to you again soon. Another great podcast, if I do say so myself. Thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you could rate and review us on whatever platform that you are listening to this podcast on. But also, if you've got a friend who really needs to hear the conversation that you've just heard, can you flick it over to them? Because here's the thing. If you found it valuable, someone in your circle is going to find it valuable as well. Thank you so much. Oh, and don't forget, head over to happychickscollective.com and take the happiness path quiz. It's a little quiz for you to work out which is the next pathway to creating more happiness that you get to explore.